Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Podcast. I am your host, Bethany Terry. Okay, you guys should see where I'm recording right now. I am sitting on the floor in my little walk-in closet with both doors closed. Um, because last week when I was playing back my episode, I could hear everything. I could hear the trucks outside. I could hear Brock walking around. If you didn't know, Brock is our dog. He's two years old. He is so hyper. But I could hear everything that he was doing. And so when I went back and edited it out, um, I'm still pretty new at this. So I kind of hope it was out of there. But I think I have eliminated most of that noise just by sitting in my closet. So this might be my new setup area. It's not the best, but if it eliminates all the noise, then game changer. So ever since I mentioned last week that I was going to be opening up about my birth story this week, it hasn't been able to leave my mind and I surprisingly can remember this like it happened yesterday. It's it's crazy. But before we get into that, I wanted to share my favorite mom hack. It's seriously my habit that I am the most proud of and I developed this probably when I was pregnant with Donnie. So every night before I go to bed, no matter how tired I am, I have made the habit of making sure the kitchen's clean, the living room is tidy, all of Donnie's toys are put away. Sometimes I will sweep, um, mop sometimes, not all the time, and I try to make sure that I start the dishwasher every night. This probably takes me maybe 45 to an hour, depending on however many extra things that I decide to do that night. But when I wake up in the morning, my kitchen's clean, everything's put away, and I can start my day on a fresh note. And I don't have to worry about cleaning dishes from the night before, being stressed already. It's awesome. So before you go to bed, try it out. Put your house to bed before you put yourself to bed. It doesn't take very long. And no matter how tired you are, just make sure that you get at least the kitchen done. And then that way in the morning, things will run way smoother. For us, mornings are already busy enough. I definitely don't want to be worrying about making sure that dishes from night before are done, etc. So try it out and see how much it improves your mood in the morning. Just that alone. I thought I would start at the very beginning to the night when we found out we were pregnant. So Tyler and I went to go see a movie. We used to go to movies like super late, like the latest showing. So we went to Venom. And I remember those last few weeks, I had actually been feeling kind of like sick, but not 100% sick. Like I would just kind of feel like I was going to throw up all the time, but not like I would just gag so much. And... I remember I was always so paranoid so like every month I would take a pregnancy test even though I knew I probably wasn't pregnant I would just take one anyway and just to rule it out so after we got home from the movie it was about I think it was close to one in the morning and I just said let's stop and grab one I know I'm not pregnant but you know I just kind of want to check just to rule this out and maybe I'm just sick so we got home you know, I did the test and everything. We're waiting for the results. And I remember just being like, you know, it's probably just going to be negative like it always is. Like, we're not really trying right now. Um, I don't know why I'm so anxious about this. And so I remember right as I was about to grab it, 
until I walked into the room, I looked at it and it said positive and then on the bottom it said three to four so I was about three to four weeks along at that point and I remember just like looking up at him being like oh my goodness like is this real like what is going on and so Ty was so excited it was definitely not the way I had planned in my head how I wanted to kind of tell him I was pregnant if I kind of knew before him but whatever we were both in the bathroom so (laughs) he that's how he found out um, that weekend actually was Thanksgiving weekend and we were flying to BC to be with Tyler's family to have Thanksgiving dinner and so I remember talking to Ty being like should we tell them this weekend and um, he was way too excited so there's no way we wouldn't have not told them because at that point he just told everybody <laughs> I was like not even a month pregnant and he told all of his friends he was so excited and I remember trying to tell him, like, it's really early. Like, we shouldn't be telling that many people. I'm definitely not posting on Instagram or social media for a long time because, I mean, you want to wait at least till a little after 12 weeks before you start sharing. And he was like, oh, really? I didn't know. And so, uh, he, he's funny. But, so, I, it was kind of funny because as soon as I found out I was pregnant, it kind of felt like all of a sudden, all of the pregnancy symptoms just hit at once. And even Tyler said that. So, I actually never threw up for my entire first trimester and when people would ask me you know how are you doing how's morning sickness and I would say you know I I haven't thrown up once they would automatically assume that oh you you're gonna have such an easy pregnancy then that's awesome and I was like yeah I mean I have food aversions I can't eat like anything like I still feel nauseous and I gag all the time oh my goodness you guys I would gag all the time it was the worst and I had to avoid Costco for like three or four months because I hated the smell I remember my brother would try to get me to go just to have a hot dog with him and it smelled so bad I cannot walk in there I would gag it was almost like I couldn't get enough air and I would start gagging like thinking about it now I'm I feel like I'm almost about to gag anyways so that was something that sucked the first trimester but other than that I feel like I had it pretty easy for the first trimester and so I thought you know maybe this this will be a little easier once I get through the gagging phase and being able to eat again so in the second trimester that trimester is kind of known for getting your energy back and so I at the time was working and I was also going to school so I kind of felt like wow I have all of this energy I feel great this is awesome And I I really was feeling really, really good during my second trimester. And I remember, I think I was about 24 weeks pregnant when I got super sick. I remember feeling like it was just like a cold, but it just dragged on forever and like progressively just got worse and worse. So I went to my doctor. Luckily, it was walk-in clinic as well so I didn't really need to make an appointment so I saw my doctor he took my temperature oh my goodness it's he did the same thing that they do when they test for COVID now they they stick like that huge long q-tip thing all the way to the back of your nose it was the worst thing ever he wanted to test for something so he did that and he was like yeah you have a pretty high fever Um, if it gets worse, definitely go to the ER, just go home, rest, um, there's not a lot that you can take when you're pregnant, so that's something that is, that actually sucks. You can't take a lot of things 
well, while you're pregnant. So I went home and I was just laying there and it, it was progressively getting worse. My head was pounding so much. I could barely walk. I was so, so dizzy. That day I barely ate anything. I, I hadn't drink in anything. That's for sure. So, um, I remember Ty looking over at me on the couch being like, let's go, let's get, get in the car. You don't look at it all. So we went in and I, it's kind of cool when you're pregnant and you go to the ER, you're like treated like royalty. You get all the good treatment. I mean, obviously you should, but it felt pretty cool because usually when I went to the ER before I was pregnant, you had to wait for a very long time. And so I was hesitant in going because I kind of felt like I had to wait a long time because I didn't know. So they got me upstairs. I got dressed into their gown and they started to run some tests. They asked me a bunch of questions and she said it's a good thing you came in here because you are dehydrated your heart is beating super fast like you need to get everything to normal we're going to test for a few things and so they started doing all these tests and they would kind of go and come back and at one point they came back but they all were dressed in like all of these gowns and they had these masks on and all these gloves and all of a sudden i had like this um sign on my door and i was like oh my goodness what do i have what's going on and she was like, we're testing you for, oh my goodness, influenza A, which was um, swine flu. And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Like, that happened however many years ago. I definitely don't have swine flu. So she came back. My results came positive. I had the swine flu. So all they could do at that point was I was on an IV to stay hydrated. They were giving me Tamiflu and I had a little inhaler because... I was coughing so much I could barely breathe like it was really bad I have never been that sick in my life so I was hospitalized for an entire week and there's just something about being in a hospital that just makes you so so depressed their food isn't very good honestly you're just laying in that bed all day like it's not comfy at all and being pregnant is the worst like when you have to like get up to go to the bathroom and you I had to go to the bathroom even more because I was hooked up to the IV bags and it would just like go through me like crazy so I had to pee I want to say every 20 minutes and I'm in the middle of the night when my bag would run out and it would beep and wake me up and then I'd have to go to the bathroom oh my goodness I do not miss that part about pregnancy at all and I still don't know how I got swine flu so I was in the hospital for about a week they released me they gave me some more tammy flu an extra inhaler and they sent me home they said you need to rest um so i got a doctor's note for my school i took the next week off of work i loved where i used to work thank goodness they were able to take my shift so fast and so for the next week i was still super super sick and i at that point i remember like actually feeling depressed i would just sit in the shower cry I knew I wasn't feeling good like it was it was no fun at all and so I finally went back to work but I was still super weak and at that point from 24 weeks on a lot of pregnancy system symptoms just became worse so I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was in grade 11 and it's pretty mild it doesn't really affect me unless I'm on my period sometimes and working out really helps to with the pain and everything so during my pregnancy I really didn't work out that much because I would go to work I would go to school I would come home by that time and be like late so I would just kind of make myself a dinner and go to bed and so I 
luckily worked at an acupuncture clinic and so that was how I treated my scoliosis during pregnancy. I would get acupuncture, I would get um, cupping done and that would help relieve the pain for just that day and then it would start back up the next day. It was like a stinging feeling kind of in my lower right part of my back so I bought like a back pillow from when I was at work and sometimes I try to remember to bring it with me at school and then um, aside from acupuncture honestly there wasn't a lot I could do a lot of times the only way to help with the pain was to just stand up or lay down so at my job it was pretty active I was front desk so I did a lot of stripping the beds I did a lot of laundry filing I tried to stand up as much as I could while pregnant um, just to help alleviate some of that pain that I was feeling and so I remember having scoliosis and it just being so bad like it was the worst I not excited for when I have to be pregnant again because I just know how bad it was and I there was a lot that I did like I had um like a heated massage thing that even didn't work so I'm really hoping next pregnancy that I'm a bit stronger physically so that it doesn't affect me as much but aside from you know having swine flu being hospitalized you know my scoliosis acting up every single day um, one other thing that I had to worry about during pregnancy was a cyst on my right ovary. Um, my doctor noticed it at seven weeks when I had my very first ultrasound and he said that we would kind of watch its progress as we went. And so at 20 weeks when I got my anatomy or ultrasound, I remember going back to the doctor and he told me, that they couldn't see the cyst anymore so they just kind of assumed that it resolved on its own and so that was it there was no more mention of the cyst at that point and remember the cyst because it plays a huge role into my birth story so um it was it was early morning on a friday i had just barely gotten to 35 weeks of pregnancy and I woke up at 2 in the morning with severe pain on my lower right side and then also pain in my lower back, which that was normal for me to have pain in my lower back because of my scoliosis, but I woke up and I was googling all my symptoms and I was, I was like, oh my goodness, I think I'm in labor. Like, I, I don't know what labor feels like. I don't, I didn't really experience Braxton Hicks or anything either, so... I remember waking up pacing back and forth like just trying to get comfy um to stop the pain I remember going in and taking a little bit of Tylenol just to try and feel better but nothing worked and so I woke Tyler up and I was like I think we gotta go in like something's wrong it hurts really bad so he took me to the hospital and that's when all of the tests started I got a urine test I got a blood test I had an hour-long ultrasound. They did numerous cervix tests, which those are the worst. Every time they would reach their hand inside of me, I would, like, scream. And I am not someone to scream when I'm in pain. I actually am very quiet when I'm in pain. I don't like to... I don't like people to know that I'm in pain for some reason. So, 
the doctors were very surprised when I would just like be screaming because they were sticking their hand up there anyways so they did numerous tests around the clock because nothing seemed to work I even got morphine every few hours to help with the pain and even that did nothing like I would still feel the pain on morphine it would just kind of help me be drowsy and sleepy and kind of get my mind off of the pain and so um a weekend prior to going into the hospital for this Tyler and I were actually at the dog park and a huge rottweiler ran into me knocking me onto my side and I remember that day we were kind of like making sure everything was fine. I, I felt fine. So I, you know, I went about my day, went home and the doctors kind of asked me if I had had an incident or something that would maybe cause something. So I just mentioned like, oh yeah, last weekend I was at the dog park. I got knocked over. Everything seemed to be fine though. And so the doctor was like, oh, maybe something shifted then and it could be some nerve tissue that's out of place and I was like "Mm, okay like I don't know why it would occur like a whole week later but I mean you're a doctor so I guess you know what you're talking about so they sent me home and you know I was still they gave me some um, pain meds and I went home and I rested for that weekend and then Sunday I went to my nephew's baby blessing and that day was so uncomfortable like I was still in a lot of pain I would just be sitting down the whole time and it would hurt to walk like I was so slow at that point and so after the blessing we went back home and you know went about our day I went to bed and then again 3 a.m it started the pain again this time I went and took a bath and I was like you know the doctor just said it might be this and it might be a few days of pain so I gotta kind of like I gotta go through it so I I took a bath I took some more Tylenol that they gave me I just kind of laid there but as I was laying there it just got worse and worse and worse like every hour that went by it got unbearable so I remember (laughs) tapping Ty again being like you know it's really bad we have to go in like and he hated being in the hospital he didn't want to stay there and so I was like you know what just drop me off you go home get some sleep and I will like keep you updated he was already exhausted he's a full-time online student and I knew how much work he had to get done that weekend so I was like you go home I'll let you know so it starts all over again we do numerous blood tests numerous urine tests just to try and figure it out and I remember we had about an hour long hour and a half long ultrasound and you know I got morphine again and during the ultrasound Donnie wasn't moving and I remember they were giving me orange juice I'm already getting emotional they kept giving me orange juice so that they could get him to move because they wanted to they needed to see what how he was doing and I remember they were they were trying not to stress me out at this point I I remember her coming in and leaving all the time and I remember her running back in saying like oh her medical records show assist we need to look over on the right side if there's something like keep looking and so they didn't see anything at this point and so they wheeled me back up to my room and I remember Ty had come at this point and he was like so what's going on and I was like I don't know like they they haven't said anything like it was pretty frustrating that weekend because a lot of the times they would just go come back give me more morphine but like 
it was all OBs that had to tell you something and nothing. There was like a lot of times where we were just sitting there with nothing. So an OB comes in, she says she's very concerned about the baby movement, that there hasn't been anything. Um, you know, the heartbeat's fine, but he's not moving. So that's concerning to her. And she actually had to go deliver a baby so that when she came back, she was pretty certain that we were going to be having a C-section. So she literally went and delivered a baby in like 15 minutes, came back to our room and was like, okay, we're having an emergency C-section. We're going to open you up, see what else is wrong and just prepare to, you know, have the baby today. And at this point I was like, I have not prepared for a c-section mentally physically i don't have a hospital bag i don't even have donnie's hospital bag we don't have the car seat installed like i was freaking out and tyler was busy calling all of our family he was calling my parents everybody was worried and it's funny because at the same point at the same time we were about to have a baby tyler's family his entire family was off to hawaii we were supposed to be on this trip but we got pregnant and decided we wouldn't go early on And so they were literally boarding a flight when I was getting wheeled to have a C-section. So none of our family was around for this. And so it was just him and I. And so they wheeled me to the operating room and Tyler had to stay behind and wait until I was gowned and ready and on the table. And I remember I had a panic attack before they lifted me onto the table they had to give me um drugs to calm me down because I was shaking so bad I literally couldn't do anything that they were telling me to do I was so scared for a c-section I don't know why I was just freaking out I had not prepared for this I was so worried about my baby because he wasn't moving oh my goodness so they finally got me to calm down and sit up straight so that they can do the spinal freeze and I remember they lay me down they put the blue tarp right in front of me so I can't see anything and the whole time I am talking to the nurse on my left I'm asking him every few minutes what's going on what are they doing now have they started yet and so I remember he being like yeah they're just testing to make sure that you're numb enough um they're opening up now like I had him kind of talk me through it because I was so anxious so I remember at one point they started to push up on my upper stomach like they just push really really hard that's how kind of how they get the baby down and out and so they started pushing so hard and I Tyler tells me that I like yelled really loud like what's going on and the nurse is like the baby's coming out and then right after I heard Tony crying and I knew that I just knew everything was gonna be okay once I heard that cry and like I can still hear that cry in my head today so they pulled Donnie out Tyler he got to hold Donnie first he got to cuddle him and I actually I knew that Donnie was out and he'd be okay so I was more worried about myself than focusing on like Donnie right beside me and so I remember when they pulled Donnie out, they were like, look at that head of hair. Like they were so excited. They congratulate you. They're like, congratulations, mama. He's here. He's beautiful. And I was excited, but also at the same time, I was so scared and nervous because, you know, the surgery wasn't over yet. And um, the doctor, she pulls out the cyst that didn't resolve itself. 
Um, this cyst was about the size of a tennis ball. They pulled it out of my right fallopian tube along with a little bit of the tube as well. And so it was a little bit more of a surgery than just a typical C-section. And so she was like, this is what has been causing the pain. Donnie was just barely seven pounds. And so since he had been, you know, about seven pounds, he was big. It was pushing on it. So that is what caused all the pain throughout that weekend. And so they sew me up. They transitioned me from the operating table to the bed that I was going to be in for the next week. And so the spinal freeze was still active. I couldn't walk. I couldn't feel anything still. So they kind of wheeled me out into the hall until the room that I was going to be in was ready. So I remember I got to go into the hallway and that's when I got to hold Donnie for the very first time. And oh my goodness. Oh the smell, the cuddles. I couldn't believe that this little boy was mine. This was the first time I actually got to look at his face like up close. And so um, we tried to get him to latch at that point. Um, I didn't know if my milk had come in yet, but we tried to get him to latch, but he wouldn't. He was just kind of, you know, just chilling, a little sleepy. And so the nurse was telling me that since he was so early, he needed to be admitted to the NICU just so they could, you know, monitor him, make sure everything's okay. And so I remember that I kept asking, like, if he passes all the tests today, can he be in my room? Like, do I get to see him? Is he going to be there for how long? And at that point, they didn't know. So they took Donnie right away. I only got to hold him for a couple minutes. They took him to the NICU where they were going to run tests on him. And then they took me to my room where... I had passed out. I was so tired from that weekend. So, so painful. And so I woke up a couple hours later and my brother had come to see Donnie. Tyler was with him in the NICU. And Tyler sent me a video and a photo of Donnie. And that was like the first time that I had seen him that I wasn't on drugs or anything. And so I took a look and the first words that came out of my mouth was that's my beautiful boy and that photo that very first photo that Ty ever sent me is means so much to me so as soon as I passed you know the test where they see if you can you know walk after the spinal freeze I got in the wheelchair they wheeled me to his little pod he had his own little pod in the NICU and so I remember seeing him he was attached to all these wires and I really thought that I couldn't hold him <laughs> I don't know why I just kind of looked at him and was kind of scared to pick him up and so the nurse came in and she was like do you want to hold him and I was like yes I definitely want to hold him so she gave him to me and oh my goodness I I didn't want to leave him I wanted to stay in that room with him in his little pod but could only be there for so long until I had to get some meds had to get checked like they constantly check on you throughout the night I still had my catheter in which was pretty sweet actually (laughs) so I had got a full night's rest of sleep and um then as soon as I woke up had my breakfast and I went and spent the day with Donnie in the NICU he was admitted to the NICU because he couldn't stabilize his blood sugar and he wouldn't latch and he wouldn't take a bottle so they had to insert a feeding tube so I remember going in there and seeing the tube and 
be really worried like why does he have this what's going on is is he unhealthy and so I was scared and they came in they told me that he needs to learn how to eat so that um the next few days were just us trying to get him to latch and he wouldn't so he actually had a bottle before he ever breastfed from me and so um luckily there was donor breast milk there so I felt comfortable with him having um, someone else's breast milk and I started to pump right away and I gave him what I could and then they would supplement with someone else's and then he was there for about a week until he could feed on his own his own and he did latch um but not great so we when he was discharged from the NICU he got to spend one night with me in my room and if both of us you know pass all of our tests we were good to go then we could go home the next day so that night <laughs> I didn't get any sleep at all <laughs> And Donnie wouldn't sleep unless he was, you know, attached to me. Like, he had to be laying on me every time I would set him back in his little bassinet beside my bed. He would wake up, cry, and he just wouldn't, you know, get comfortable unless I was holding him. So, pretty much, I didn't sleep all night. I remember sending photo after photo to Tyler pretty much every hour because he wouldn't, he wouldn't sleep unless he was with me. Um... And before I go any further, I just remembered one thing. So, with Donnie being in the NICU and me being in my own room, it made me so sad. And I remember one night crying to Ty on the phone because I was worried that Donnie wasn't getting enough cuddles. I was so emotional. Like, the hormones after you have a baby, oh my goodness. Like, I felt like I could cry, like, every second. It was... And the nurses are constantly asking you if you're okay because they're really worried about postpartum depression and the baby blues. And I really thought I was fine. I, but, you know, I was really worried he wasn't getting enough cuddles. So after that night, we got discharged. We had a good, we had a discharge time. We just had to see the doctor before we left. So we went to the breastfeeding clinic. And it was, it was really awkward because, you know, I have never shown, like, my breast to anyone you know, other than my husband, and so we're sitting in the breastfeeding clinic, and literally everybody's breasts are out, and so I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess, you know, this is my normal now, like, but I, wow, I saw so many breasts that weekend, um, so they're all out, we're trying to learn how to breastfeed Donnie, because he really had some issues latching, he didn't have, like, a, a lip tie or anything, when he did latch it seemed like he was going and it was going well but the lactation consultant gave me a nipple shield and it seemed to work and so we went home later that day and um since then he had kind of issues with breastfeeding and he wouldn't latch unless we had the shield and so I would just pump I pumped like crazy I was attached to this machine. I felt like a cow. <sighs> it was my least favorite thing to do. I pumped every two hours religiously. And I think I might have pumped a little too much because I would pump more than I would nurse him. And so at one point I remember saying, you know what, I'm going to stop pumping for a little bit. I want to get Donnie just solely on the breast. But that's my main goal. So I, I tried that. Um... 
it was it was going pretty well he would nurse throughout the night really well but it was very unpredictable throughout the day when he would nurse so we breastfed about until he was almost six months old and that was that was really hard on me i really really expected to breastfeed until he was one that was something that i was really passionate about and something that i i felt like i should be doing as a mother so yeah it took me a while to get over not breastfeeding and to be okay with formula feeding that's my birth story and for me it's still something that i'm working to get over because there's a lot of unanswered questions and there there's a chance that next pregnancy that this could happen again especially if i have pcos i am currently getting testing done for that and if my results come back that i do have pcos then a lot of those questions have answers now um then it would be something that i can start to work towards and do to help because i definitely don't want to go through all of that again and since it is a little bit of a risk for me for my next pregnancy I have kind of removed myself mentally from kind of thinking about the next pregnancy I I know that I want Donnie to be an older brother and I know he'd be an awesome brother but when it comes to me thinking about being pregnant again or going through that experience if it does happen it, it gets me really worried I I kind of blamed myself a little bit for, you know, how everything played out, even though it wasn't my fault. I couldn't have done anything different, but that's where the mom guilt comes in. And right now, everything that I'm doing in regards to my diet, I, I try to work out four to five times a week. I really want to ensure that I am strong for my next pregnancy. I want to be you know, at a good weight. I want to have a healthy pregnancy next time and hopefully to alleviate some scoliosis pain and maybe hopefully not have a huge cyst on one of my ovaries next time. And so right now I am also working towards um, having a successful VBAC. Um, having a vaginal birth after a cesarean is kind of something that I wasn't considering for a little while but now that I've overcome my birth experience a little bit and become stronger mentally, I think I am kind of ready to kind of do some more research about VBACs and prepare mentally for that. And hopefully I am a good candidate and can have a successful one down the road. And definitely next time around want to have a little bit of an easier recovery if I can. I will be having to chase Donnie around and I want to be able to you know get up and walk and I want to be home sooner than a week um the next time around so that is something that I'm currently working towards and I really really hope that I can be successful in that um I remember talking to a few friends about um a v-back back when I was unsure if I wanted that for myself and when I mentioned like oh I you know I had a c-section I know what it's like now um maybe it wouldn't be so bad if I you know scheduled another one for the next time and 
they both kind of looked at me with the most judgmental face that I had ever seen and they kind of made a snide comment about like oh see like why would you do that again if you could try for a v-back it's kind of the easy way out and I remember just kind of like laughing it off but now that I think about it that's such a slap in the face like don't ever ever tell someone that a c-section is an easy way out especially when it's not a choice that they had to make honestly birth in itself is something so personal to each and every person because every experience is going to be so different to someone for me it was traumatic and it's something that to this day I still think about and I still wonder why it all happened and for someone to tell me that it's an easy way out to have a c-section again oh my goodness that's something you should never ever ever say to anyone even if it's you know a c-section if someone's gonna have it again they know the recovery process they know exactly what to expect it's not an easy way out for sure not an easy way out so well i don't even know how many times i have started crying during this episode but that that's my birth story that's my experience and i'm really really working towards and really hoping that next pregnancy is a little bit smoother on me and that I can have a successful birth experience. So now that we have covered all of that, I am going to answer a few questions that I have received on my question poll that I posted on my Instagram. So somebody asked, how much weight did you gain during pregnancy? that's a bold question but it's not something that I'm really ashamed of I gained 30 pounds when I was pregnant and two weeks after giving birth 26 of those pounds came off right away a lot of that is just like the placenta how much um liquid you carry blood etc and obviously Donnie so I lost a lot of that right away but before I was pregnant, I actually gained about 10-ish pounds, I want to say. So I'm still working on trying to lose that. And so I'm really hoping that I can lose that before I get pregnant again. So the next question, someone asked what were my cravings while I was pregnant. And I craved a lot of sweets, a lot of cake, cupcakes, ice cream, everything sweet. So I tried to eat a lot of fruit to combat that, but a lot of times I gave in to my cravings and one of my huge cravings was those McCain cakes that you find at convenience stores or the frozen section at the grocery store. I made Ty get me that a lot and I would go through those like crazy <laughs> and pickles were huge, dill pickle chips were my favorite. Um and hot dogs like those are my cravings it was really weird what I was feeling um from day to day but yeah definitely didn't help with the weight gain that's for sure but you know what baby wants the baby got <laughs> so next question is what is something that you're going to do differently next time around so right now my biggest goal next time around is to be working out almost every day of my next pregnancy I truly believe that it will help with my scoliosis a ton and 
I want to be able to keep up with Donnie for the most part because he is such a busy little boy right now and I imagine it's just going to get worse like he's going to get busier and busier the more that he grows so as soon as he's walking full-time I'm gonna, definitely going to be chasing him a lot so I want to be able to keep up with him and also maintain a healthy pregnancy all right so someone asked about ovulation and how to track it so before I got pregnant or I knew that I was pregnant with Johnny I was actually tracking my periods and ovulation I am I just kind of like to know when these things are happening in my own body so I use the app flow and it tells you it gives you a notification when your period should arrive and then you track your symptoms throughout your period and then once it's done it'll give you your ovulation window which happens 13 to 15 days before the start of your next cycle so ovulation is the release of an egg from your ovary into your fallopian tubes and that is typically your fertile window that is probably your best chance at getting pregnant if you are tracking your ovulation um, a lot of women like to know so that they can prepare for that time frame um, for their best chances of getting pregnant so you can actually use the free app on your iphone now and that is what i've been using lately and it's been awesome okay so i'm going to answer two more questions before i wrap up the episode the first one is when is the best time to start trying to get pregnant and if you listen to my previous episode where i touched on birth control and giving yourself that time after coming off of it to fully replenish and restore those nutrients that have been lost um, as well as implementing a healthy well-balanced diet this will not only help you to build up those nutrients again but that will also get you into the habit of eating well throughout your pregnancy your baby needs all of the nutrients that it can get so that is a very great place to start um, when you are trying to conceive so I also just wanted to add on to that question and say that I don't fully believe that there is exactly the right time or the best time to plan or have a child a lot of people like to wait until you know their financial situation improves or they graduate school or other personal reasons which is fine um, a lot of people like to be organized and have they have a plan for their life and a lot of times a child comes unexpectedly like for us Donnie was a surprise he was the best surprise ever and I absolutely love being his mom it brings me such joy every single day and he gives me so much purpose I I can't complain he makes our world every single day Ty and I go to bed and we look through photos and videos and we just miss him so much so having a child definitely gives you a different sense of love and fulfillment in your life and so yeah I don't believe that there's exactly the right time it'll happen when it does and it's all part of God's plan for you final question is what advice would you give to a new mother oh my goodness soak in all of those cuddles all of those late late nights many wakings it it doesn't last forever and you will miss it um donnie is a little over a year old now he sleeps through the night and he does give me a lot of cuddles he's so sweet but i am definitely missing those tiny little newborn cuddles so definitely take your time with that don't worry about the housework about getting your body back into shape just 
be there, be present with your child because it goes way too fast. Everything that they tell you about how you blink and they're all of a sudden older, it's so true. It goes by way too fast and time is such a thief and it's so sad at the same time. I haven't ever experienced being so happy but also so sad at the same time watching Donnie grow and I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> but definitely take your time. That is my one piece of advice for a new mom. So to end this episode, I wanted to say thank you to all that have bore with me through this emotional roller coaster. Um, I tend to bottle things in and not talk about certain things that I am struggling with and so I feel like such a weight has been lifted off and I am able to fully move on and heal from this experience and I really hope that it has also helped comfort someone else that maybe has gone through something similar or maybe they're a bit nervous about sharing their own experience and maybe to give a little insight to a new mom. I hope I didn't scare you or anything. Not all birth experiences are traumatic or scary. It's such a beautiful process and I am actually looking forward to the next time I get to experience it again. I am definitely nervous but I, I'm looking forward to it now. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit about next week's episode. We are actually going to be talking about the postpartum stage. This is something that actually isn't really talked about that much. And as a new mom, I kind of felt like I was left in the dark trying to figure out my own way. Every experience is going to be different, but there are a few things that happen during the stage that I would like to shed some light on, as well as give some nutritional advice on how we can replenish our body and help it to heal after after giving birth so i will see you guys next week for a whole new episode